the Body Confidence Talk Show with Denise Cardenas. All right, welcome to the Body Confidence Talk Show. I am so excited for our guest today. I have Camelia Jade with me today. We were literally practicing how to say her name before <laughs> I press record because I always butcher everybody's name. So I hope I said it right. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> awesome. So Camelia is a fashion content creator and also a stylist. And I am so excited to have you here because, oh my gosh. But, you know, before I get <laughs> into like how I came across you, welcome. Thank you for being yeah. here. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, I'm really excited. This is my first podcast interview. So I'm really glad that I could be with you. Yay! I'm so excited that you're here. Oh my gosh. When I came across your Instagram, it was just so crazy because that day, you know, we always have those moments in our day. We're just not feeling ourselves. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. So that was my day of many days I've had where I was just like, not feeling myself. I wasn't loving how my body was looking. Like I, this is something I've been struggling for a couple of years. I'm going to say all my life, honestly, but now I'm just kind of recognizing it that I've struggled where my body is at this moment. And as a business owner, I'm all about personal branding. Mm -hmm. So that means taking a lot of pictures and that means putting myself out there. And lately I wasn't feeling myself like the pictures I was posting, I was criticizing myself and so forth. So long story short, I was like, okay, let me go through Instagram and maybe get some inspirations on fashion. Or I was even looking at those Instagrams where they tell you how to pose so you could look slimmer and mm -hmm, so forth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I gave up on that because I always look through those and I never do them when I'm taking pictures. So yeah, same. <laughs> I don't have the patience. So when I came across your account, what struck me is like where you were saying how you could dress for your body type. And what I love most about it is that you weren't saying, oh, if you're this size, you can't wear this. It was like educating us where we are all different mm -hmm. and we all have a different body type, but we can actually, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but like dress it up in the sense where it's flattering and, and you feel good. And let me tell you the smallest tips that you have given. I won't even say the smallest because it's actually life changing. <laughs> and, I'm not, and I know, and, you know, it's not even exaggerating because you're here. Like, honestly, like I remember telling my mom, oh my God, we're this body type and we just have to wear it like this and we feel so good. And, you know, I binge watch all your videos because I was obsessed <laughs> and even wearing the same clothes I've had, I was just loving like the confidence that I felt. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I hope you know you're more than just a stylist or a fa fashion content creator. You literally, I feel like you empower women to feel confident in themselves, like whatever body yeah. shape that they're in. So I hope you Maybe know Maybe it's that. emotional. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, oh, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, oh my God, I felt like it was such a like life-changing thing. And I am, I'm obsessed over your videos. So Thank you. Um, so yeah, so tell us before we get on the juicy stuff and everybody feels like, okay, like tell me which body time I am or whatever, <laughs> but 
Um, tell, tell me, like, have you always been in this industry, like the being a stylist? It's always been like something you're like, because you present yourself pretty confidently. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so let's talk about it. It's actually really funny because one of the videos I posted last night, um, was from a style session and one of the clients asked me, so did you go for to school for this? And I said, nope, <laughs> I actually did not. Uh, so I totally fell into this stylist position. Uh, so growing up, I did some local modeling. So that was really where I got my start in fashion. And do you remember those Barbizon modeling schools? They used to have like the ads in the back of all the magazines and things like that. And it was like, if you want to be a model, come to Barbizon. I totally long time ago, I'm going to say I was in college. I actually went to one of those auditions. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I always wanted to be a model. So I actually went to it, but it actually ended up being more of a school that you yes. were auditioning for, if that's what you're talking about. Yes, I yes. did that. <laughs> and I, I never went through with it. That was just more of my confidence. And it's always something in the back of my mind I always regret it not doing, but I love mm -hmm. that you did it. Yeah, I did. So it's funny, my mom actually found a letter that I wrote to her when I was about five years old talking about how much I wanted to be a model. That's so um, and and like model was spelled, you know, all the words were spelled wrong, but right, I was like, right. oh, just like posing in front of the camera. And I think I had a lot of confidence when I was younger. I started the modeling school when I was 12, seventh grade, right? Oh, you were young. Yes. And um, at a very critical point for me as someone, a fellow tall girl like yourself, mm -hmm. when you are about a foot taller than all of the boys and all of your friends are starting to get little boyfriends and you're like, no one wants me because I'm so tall, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, big hit to your confidence when you're not only physically taller, but also like bigger than everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, oh, I still felt like I was beautiful. I knew that, um, but I, I didn't have the confidence to go with that. So the Barbizon school actually was fantastic. Not only did I learn the modeling side, but I learned how to do my makeup. I learned a little bit about clothing. I learned about public speaking, even though a lot of that has like gone out the window. <laughs> uh, my approach is very casual, you know, when I do my lives and whatnot. Um, but, you know, it was really good. It gave me that boost of confidence. So I was always involved with fashion, doing fashion shows and some, some photo shoots. Uh, so then when I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, I moved here in 2012, right after I graduated from college, I got back involved with Barbizon as a way to try to meet people. Mm. Um, it's very difficult to meet people in a new area as an adult. So right. uh, fortunately, I did actually meet one of my best friends through Barbizon, which was fantastic. Um, but that was really my first experience um, with fashion. Uh, and we'll touch on this later, I'm sure. Uh, but just through my career as an adult, as a young adult trying to figure out what do I want to do, you know, where do I want to end up? I went to school for communications. I want to have my own talk show, which I'm very fortunate because now I kind of do do that. Right. Um, and I remember I had a radio internship in high school and it was, you know, like a six week program for high school juniors and seniors at a local radio station. We got to do our own news story and they had this little graduation ceremony at the end. And one of the guys who worked at the news station, uh, the radio station, who was, you know, helping us as we're walking by, he stopped me and he said, you don't have the face for radio. And I didn't really know 
what that meant later, but he just meant you need to be like in front of the camera, not behind a microphone. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> at first, I was like, I'm like, what does that mean? Okay, I get That's it. That's exactly how I took it. At, you know, I, I was before you for a second. Yeah, I was like, this, but this is what I want to do. What do you mean? You're like crushing my dream. Right. Um, so <laughs> that was originally what I went to school for. I thought I wanted to be in radio. I really enjoyed a lot of the TV production when I was in college. I had an internship at the Wendy Williams show and I almost took a job there, but I did not because I realized in that position, I would only be behind the camera. Mm. I wouldn't be able to work my way into where I truly wanted to be. So I actually passed up that position, moved down to North Carolina, got involved with modeling again. And then I had different boutique jobs at jewelry boutiques and, you know, just every point in my career I learned and I shifted so I got some of the retail experience then I worked for another business where I worked more on the social media side and sales kind of garnering that and left that position I started with StyleFinder really to help them with social media and this is where everything came together because I had the modeling experience I would be a guest model on our live shows I would step in well, for photo shoots. Stop you for a second. Anyone oh, yeah. that doesn't know what style finder is, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to go into it, but like, it's 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 a boutique store in North Carolina, right? Yes, yes. So, yeah. Style Finder is a boutique. That's where I work as a stylist. So, I am a fashion stylist, but I only work at this one specific boutique. I do not offer independent services, but I do offer personal styling through Style Finder, and uh, what we offer there is a little bit unique to a lot of other businesses. As you mentioned earlier, our approach is not just, hey, can I get you that top in another color or another size? It's, hey, let's figure out what your body shape is and where are you going? What do you do for work? What's missing in your closet? How can we help you feel more complete and more confident in your clothes? Um, So my position at StyleFinder, you know, really shifted. I listened to Mary Michelle, who's the founder of StyleFinder, And I listened to the way that she talked on camera Hmm. and I listened to the way that she talked to clients and the way that she answered questions and having this style knowledge already from my modeling days, it just came back to the forefront. And I've just, I call myself a chameleon, (laughs) not ironically with my name. I was just going to say that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But it is true because I feel like I've moved around a lot and I always just take bits and pieces of where I've been and what I've learned and I bring it all together. So we have another fabulous stylist on the team, Meredith, and she has worked in the styling industry, but in a different capacity on TV shows and in fashion shows. So she brings more um, fashion knowledge, but also from a completely different aspect, right? She has taught me a lot about quality of garments, uh, how to know how much something is worth. Like, what is, is this worth the quality of the garment? Mm. Which is something I completely was missing. Not to my fault. It's, these are things we're not taught, right? Oh, so that yes. is, that's really everything behind Style Finder is our goal is to educate you on the things that you're not taught. If your mom doesn't know these things, then you're really not taught these things growing up you're not taught in school all these things I mean I don't even think most schools do home economics and you know anymore so that is my goal and I have noticed a huge shift in myself because when I started at style finder I was not a stylist I was someone who enjoyed clothing 
Uh, but I can't tell you how many closet crying sessions I had getting ready for work or getting ready for date night, not understanding why I never had anything to wear. I wasn't shopping for my body shape. I was just buying what was on the rack. I did not have wardrobe building blocks. I'm someone who bought things that were just flashy and fun and cute. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't create outfits. Um, I had a lot of things that did not match. So I just, everything that I preach, I also take into consideration and I'm working through my own closet as well. Um, so it's just, it's been a great experience and I've literally learned on the job and I just do a lot of research online. I listen to other stylists. I watch other videos. We really all say the same thing, but we say it in different ways. And I Mm -hmm. think that is what's so magical about the social media space is you can find any content creator that speaks to you. And, and there are some people that don't like the way that I talk about clothing. They don't feel that what I'm teaching as far as dressing for your body shape is the right thing to do. And it's not that there's anything wrong with your body. I think everyone should embrace their bodies, but I also know for myself, it's much easier said than done. And not everyone is ready to wear the crop top and say, F it to the world. Mm-hmm. As much as I, was, I would love everyone to feel that confident, we're not all there yet. And that's where I feel like I step in, right? I'm, I want you to feel comfortable and confident in your clothes and learn how to love yourself through this journey. And maybe you do get to the point where you say F it and you wear the crop top, right? right. But you find someone who fits, uh, you know, your message and what resonates with you. And I follow so many body positive people because I need that constant, uh, just as you said, I need someone else to uplift me. So I'm glad that you found my account and, and went on the upward spiral because when you're in that position, it's also very easy to get into that comparison phase and downward spiral, just knowing, um, just seeing what's out there and, you know, there are all these like, oh, a day in the life of, and everything is so aesthetically pleasing. And you know, you know, deep down, no one lives like that. But you're like, ah, oh, why can't I be like that or look like that in the day of filters and video edits and, you know, all of these things. So I try to be as real as I can on my platform. So I don't use a lot of filters. I try to use as much raw footage as possible to show people that I have my good days and I also have my bad days and that's okay. Yeah, I I love that. Yeah, that was a very long-winded answer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I love it. Hey, I told you how you got started, so you definitely gave us the big yeah. picture. I learned a lot. <laughs> you had, you definitely have had your journey, and yeah, I love that. You know, and through through that journey of like modeling, you know, how did you get? Because I know there's a lot of people who do modeling, and my feel a little bit self, like, did you feel like you did a lot of comparison? Like, how did you reach the point where you're just like, not only in your career, but personally, like, how did you reach that point where it's just like, I feel confidence, like, to wear this and just like, you know, show up like, cause I feel like it's one thing walking the runway, right? Mm-hmm. But like, really taking that into your life. Uh, fake it. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, if I am being completely honest and totally vulnerable with you, which is what I like to do, um, I ask other people how they're so confident because I, I do struggle with confidence a lot. Uh, I am someone who uses my 
position and things I have as an excuse or reason, right? So I'm tall because I'm playing volleyball, right? So I played volleyball in high school and college. So that's my reason for being tall. I almost had an identity crisis when I graduated from college because I was like, what do I do? What, what's my reason for being tall now? Mm-hmm. I thought I had to justify it somehow. Right. So part of it now is, uh, you know, I've built a small community online. I have a, a decent following online and uh, I feel like that is my excuse. That's my reason is, well, I'm a fashion stylist, so I need to dress up and I need to look good. I never know who I'm going to see. And, um, you know, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't feel mm-hmm. like you are allowed to get dressed for a certain reason. And and that's something I still struggle with now is mm-hmm. just saying yes to myself and saying, you deserve to look good and feel good no matter what. But it, it truly does make a difference. And I have a small short story I'll share with you. Yeah. Just this weekend on Sunday, my husband and I had nothing to eat at the house. So we wanted to go out to lunch and we're trying to figure out where to go. And I just kept saying, I just don't want to get dressed. I want to go somewhere good, but I don't want to go to like a restaurant where I have to get mm-hmm. dressed. I want to just wear leggings, dress down. I get dressed every day. I want to just be comfortable and relaxed. I ended up getting dressed. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I, I wore these cute patent leather leggings. So I was so comfortable. I wore my sparkly boots. I had my big like plaid poncho on, but I, and I put just a little bit of makeup on, you know, washed my hair, uh, but I felt so much better. And even my husband is like, well, now I feel like I need to get dressed, you know, to be up to your level. Right. But I mean, I got compliments on my shoes and mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like I hold my head higher. I don't want to blend in. I I've noticed the difference on the days that I get dressed and the mm-hmm. days that I don't get dressed. It's not to say that every day is a total fashion show, but I can tell a difference when I make an effort, um, to put together a great outfit. Then on those days that I just throw whatever on and I feel okay. I always feel like I'm fidgeting in my clothes. I always feel like, you know, I'm trying to adjust something or make something mm-hmm. work versus all the days that you love your outfit. I mean, you just feel like a total badass, like you could conquer the world, right? And you deserve to get dressed for you because even when you just go to the bathroom and see yourself in the mirror, what do you want to see? Do you want to see someone who looks happy, smiling back at you as their hair done, maybe just a little bit of makeup, mascara, something Mm -hmm. like that? Um, Or do you want to see someone who looks like they've kind of just given up? You know, Mm -hmm. it makes a difference to yourself, even if you're not going anywhere gotten rid of my sweatpants and my oversized hoodies. I have my cute pink fuzzy bathrobe. I have cute little lounge sets now because even when I'm at home, working out at home, I want to look good and feel good for myself. It keeps me more motivated. And, um, I, you know, I, you don't need a reason to get dressed. You don't need a reason to work with a stylist, which was what I thought for the longest time. I mm-hmm. thought you had to have some kind of high paying job or make X amount of dollars or live some fabulous life where you're always traveling. A majority of my clients are women who are retired, women who are just feel like they're in a style slump. Mm-hmm. Most often it's when you're going through some kind of life transition, right. moving, starting a new career, new mom, empty nester, retired. And that's when you really put an emphasis on what you're wearing and kind of shake it up. Coming out of COVID, I think, mm-hmm. um, has affected a lot of people and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. 
and that's what I thought was, oh, I have to spend, you know, $5,000 working with a personal right, stylist. Right. And it's not, you just need those style tips and you need a few pieces to learn. And then, and then most of our women, they have one style with us, style session, and then they have the confidence to just shop and build their wardrobe on their own because they've learned mm-hmm. what they need. I love what you just said, because you are so right on dressing up mm-hmm. makes the worlds of difference. Yes. And it's so funny you said that because my coach has always told me dress up, dress up for you, not like to impress everyone else around you or just because mm-hmm. of what they would say, but see how that feels for you. She wasn't like forcing me to do it, but she goes, do it. And it's so right when I dress up, maybe I'll put on my heels, even though I'm already 5'10", I'll put on like my cute boots. I have yes. a heel. I feel like, like I am taller and I feel good. Yes. Right. It took my best friend telling me I never wore heels. I was the girl that always wore flat, flat sandals, flat mm-hmm. ballet flats, crying one night. And I was like, no boys wanted to flirt with me because I'm taller than all of that. Yes. Yes. And then she, she kind of shook me and she said, no, men were flirting with you. You just ignored them all. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, but you know, she was like, wear the damn heels. You look fabulous. Own your height. And if mm-hmm. a man or whoever else can't handle it, that's their problem. Right. When you get dressed for yourself and you look confident, do you notice too, like things seem to go your way? People are nicer to you. Oh yeah. Cause you're attentive. just like in this whole different energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the world just opens up. Things are just a little bit easier and I don't think it has to do with a a pretty factor of just how gorgeous you are it's about how confident you are and you're more likely to be nicer to other people Mm -hmm. and they feel that and they reciprocate that so yeah it all you know has to do with just I I really I think it's a form of self-care more than anything else it's showing that you care about yourself Mm -hmm. so other people will care about you too yeah, definitely. And yeah, because I've, I talk to other people, they're like body acceptance and, you know, it doesn't matter how you present yourself and 100%, right? You don't have to like dress up if that's not you or you feel like it just doesn't make you feel like we how we just describe how we feel, then yeah. that's not you find your style, right? And that's, that's, right. that's, and that's what I loved about your approach. It's like, it's not trying to make them dress a certain way is what they feel comfortable with and mm-hmm. trying to choose the pieces that works for them so they can yes. feel confident. Right? Absolutely. I have a client and she was a very pear-shaped woman. So a pear shape is, uh, for those who don't know, it is when you carry more weight on the lower half of your body. So typically it's defined by larger hip, like wider hips, thicker thighs, and you're typically smaller on top. And for this body shape, skinny jeans are not recommended as they can emphasize the width of your hips because it's you know, skinny by your ankles. Mm. So we recommend, you know, straight leg, boot cut, crop flare, all these other, basically every other silhouette, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this client came in and she said, I just love my skinny jeans. My family is trying to push me to the straight leg. I'm starting to get used to it, but I just, I come, she's a millennial. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable in my skinny jeans. You know, that's what she's worn. So great. How can we make your skinny jeans work for you? So for her, it's wearing a darker color on the bottom. It's wearing a longer jacket or cardigan that 
that can give some extra coverage and camouflage. It's wearing lighter colors on top to help draw the eye up or wearing a sleeve with a, um, you know, that has some embellishment or, or structure up top to help bring balance, right? So it's all about my philosophy is if you love it, let's figure out how to make it work for you. If you're questioning it though, then I'll give you my expert opinion and say, that's not for you. Let's find something better. And I think that's something that a lot of our ladies who we work with really respect about us mm-hmm. is when we do our live selling shows, which are so much fun, my favorite part of my job, um, they'll ask us, does this work for my body shape, right? If I'm busty, if I'm an apple body shape, um, if I'm between a large and an extra large, could I wear the large in this, right? And we're not afraid to say, no, I don't recommend that for you. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, in, in the, some of my videos, people, of course, say horrible things and whatever they want. And one video in particular, everyone kept saying, oh, she's just working for a commission. She's working for a commission. She's mm-hmm. just trying to push a sale. And of course, they see 30 seconds of an hour long try on session. So they're right. making their own opinions. And when in actuality, I'm like, this is what she wanted. So I, just, you know, um, but yeah, I think people are so used to that, right? The, the used car salesman mentality right? Um, that they're not used to us saying, I think I can find a better option for you. And sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't. And that's okay. That's where personal style preference comes in. I'm giving you my guidance and what I think is going to work for you. But at the end of the day, you need to feel comfortable in what you're wearing. If what I'm pushing you towards or what I'm putting you in that works for your body shape is not something you're comfortable in, great, let's go the other direction. And maybe it's adding a jacket or adding a belt Mm -hmm. or fun shoot, whatever it might be. How can we take something that's not your color or not for your silhouette or maybe both? I still do that sometimes because I love the outfit. Mm -hmm. You love what you're wearing. That matters to me more than body shape or color those things are insignificant it's all about how you feel and what you're wearing yeah I I love that you know I feel like that's the biggest thing I feel like what you do is such a great tool to have you know and your self-care even if you feel like you're not loving your body or where the transition you're in you know and you're just in that like myself I feel like I'm in this transition of accepting where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. and loving where I'm at right now and it is hard hard. right and and this is where this talk show kind of came about because even when I met you this was not even in my radar when we first met yeah last (laughs) year it wasn't even my radar it was just one of those moments where I had it was just like I'm just tired of feeling this way so Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like okay let me bring it everybody into this journey and let's all figure this out together because I feel like it's there's a a higher conversation right now happening where it's about how to change ourselves to what society wants right now. And I feel like such that's a like a loud conversation where everybody's working on changing it and changing it and versus, you know, doing drastic things to be someone else. Mm -hmm. So and I know I was one of them trying to figure out how I could be thinner or shorter, right? Like, Slout, yeah, know. I like wanted one of those knee surgeries. I'm like, make me. That's what I wanted so much was to blend in. Blends in, yes. Now I enjoy standing out. Exactly, and and that's where that's. I feel like that's a goal for all of us to have, you know. And so I'm trying to learn all these tools that I can use myself in this journey of like, okay, I love what I see, and I really feel that 
what you teach is such a great tool to have, you know, because you get to learn what feels good to you, not what everybody else thinks you should be wearing or how you should be looking, but what feels good to you. So I know you explained a little bit about what a pear shape is. What uh, can you explain a little bit? You don't have to go too much detail, but like what other shapes in case anyone is like thinking like, what am I? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, And to your point, you know, I I think it's very important, even though I talk about fashion and style, those that follow me on my personal pages, I do share a lot of my journey Mm -hmm. because I feel like that is what a lot of women are struggling with. And it is deeper than just what you put on your body. And I think there are so many people out there that are saying, this is what you should do. You should journal, you should exercise, you should do this, you should do that. There's no right or wrong way to love yourself and accept yourself. And a lot of that has to do, like, I will never, never be a morning workout person. I never will. So I'm not going to try to make myself do that, right? You have to do what works for you. And one of the things that frustrates me so much is with fashion, I feel like it's seen as frivolous, Mm -hmm. right? just like makeup. It's almost seen as frivolous, like, oh, you know, the dumb blonde mentality. She just cares about what she looks like. You know, it's so much deeper than that. You want to be the best version of you for those around you. So understanding your body shape is very foundational. Um, And a lot of women don't understand their body shape. I get asked daily on my lives, what, how do I figure out what my body shape is? So my suggestion to everyone is to look at themselves in the mirror, first thing in the morning when they wake up, you know, after you go to the bathroom or before you get in the shower, completely in the nude and you have to look at yourself in the mirror, but from a non-judgmental standpoint. As women, I think we stand in front of the mirror, we start to pick ourselves apart. You stand up straighter, suck that gut in, Mm -hmm. twist yourself, like try to get all the right angles. That's not what we're trying to do here. We are just analyzing our body because body shape um, sometimes doesn't change, sometimes it does. Most of it has to do with your body structure and the way that your body carries weight. So for me, I'm a very slight pear shape, which means as my hands go along my body, they kind of come in at my waist and they come out from my hips. My hips are a little bit wider than my shoulders. And I also knew this, not realizing it from a young age, but when I would buy bikinis, my bottoms always need to be a large, but on the top, I kind of fit more in a medium, right? So my bottom was larger than my top, not understanding that meant pear shape but that's a pair. Typically it's identified by wider hips, thicker thighs. Uh, It's also called the triangle. All of these have multiple names. On the flip side of that, we have the inverted triangle, upside down triangle. If you want to compare it to a fruit, I've seen it compared to a strawberry. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, perfect. Yeah. So this is typically identified by someone who has broad shoulders. Not always, but often they do have a fuller bust too. Again, not always, but then your hips will be a little bit more narrow. And oftentimes this shape has very slender legs. Now, again, it could be, it could be, you know, typical, like you look in the mirror, you're like, wow, I have broad, I just know I have broad shoulders Mm -hmm. or it could be some women. It's very, very slight. I need them to like hold their shirt back and make it skin tight for me to really analyze their body. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to also remember we have billions of bodies on this planet and we're putting them into five different shapes. So you could fully embrace one or just partially. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next two are similar, but opposite hourglass and rectangle. 
So an hourglass means that you are evenly proportioned on the top and the bottom. So your bust and your bum, but you have waistline definition. And this body shape often is curvier too. Mm -hmm. So this typically is going to be a C cup, D cup plus. And again, you're curvy, you have a bum. A lot of times with this body shape, their issue is finding pants that fit their hips and don't kind of gap in the waist, right? So you're mm -hmm. even rectangle is the same, but they're typically not curvy and they don't have as much waistline definition. So this is sometimes referred to as like the athletic build, um, or I heard it called a ruler the other day, which that was a new one for me. <laughs> if we're comparing like fruits um, for the hourglass, I've seen peanut. Mm. For the rectangle, I've seen like banana or cucumber. Mm -hmm. um, so basically with the, the rectangle, also you're when you gain weight, it's pretty much evenly proportioned throughout your body. Yeah, you helped me discover that last time. I was like, yep, I'm a rectangle. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is the apple or round body shape, which means you have an undefined middle and you carry weight in your midsection. Again, not always, but often this shape will have a fuller bust and thinner legs. And with uh, what I have discovered working at StyleFinder, most of our women typically are midlife women, 50s, and are going through this life change called menopause. Mm -hmm. Many women shift into an apple body shape going through this season of life. Um, they just tend to carry more weight there. Or sometimes it's uh, more weight within their hip area and, and what's called saddlebags. Um, are developed. And I use these terms. Some people yell at me online for using these terms, saddlebags, muffin top, apron belly. But I use these terms not in a negative way, but I use these terms so that someone out there can hopefully relate to the topic that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not to say that one body shape can't have a different consideration area. So that's a term that we try to use at Style Finder. It's a little bit kinder. We call them consideration areas. Not that it, there's anything wrong with your body, but your consideration area is just an area that you're self-conscious about. So I'm a small pear shape. My hips aren't really a huge concern for me, um, but it would be considered my consideration area. And I carry more weight in my belly. I tend to bloat with my belly. I have not fixed my diet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of women also have a belly consideration. So even if you're not an apple shape, you might carry extra weight there, or it's just an area you're self-conscious about. Also, the upper arm area, again, for our clientele who tend to be women in their 50s, I would say that's probably like our main area, like 40s, 50s, 60s, um, upper arms, very self-conscious about that as we lose muscle tone and our skin changes. That is why we often suggest the third layer. I'm wearing our signature liquid leather jacket today. Um, so, so our goal is to teach you how to shop for your body shape and work around your consideration areas and find pieces that resonate with your personal style. Because as I mentioned, that is what matters the most to me is that you feel good in what you're wearing. And you, I mean, what you wear speaks for you before you open your mouth mm -hmm. and, and, you know, in a perfect world, we don't want to judge a book by its cover, but we do. And mm -hmm. like I said, it's all about. To me, it shows how much you care about yourself. Not to knock anyone, but I mean, if you see someone who is dressed versus someone who's walking around in their pajamas, 
I mean, who are you going to take more seriously? Mm-hmm. Probably the person who's the person who's in their pajamas could be a very intelligent person, a very kind person, but they're not presenting themselves in the correct way. So that's what I think is the way that you dress. It says who you are and what you're about before you even open your mouth, which is why we found that when you get dressed, you know, more doors kind of open for you is good or bad as that is right that is the truth at the end of the day it's important yeah i mean in today's society definitely you know like you could you could say no i'm not gonna do that which is totally fine but at the same time i feel like it's more like you mentioned self-care for yourself you know treating your body with love like uh, you know if you feel good with your clothes that's to me you're sh- you're showing yourself love that you deserve to feel good and look mm-hmm. good and, and feel confident i've that's how i've i've taken it definitely haven't taken it as oh my god you're insulting everybody else but it it it, it, it helped me a lot you know i've definitely have had moments where i was just sluggish all the time just like not dressing up and so forth mm-hmm. and i did feel the difference when i do because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like I'm a whole different energy compared to how I was. So I feel this is a great tool coming from someone who has experience, you know, not loving their body like that and just not taking care of themselves. So that's kind of like my new thing that I'm doing where I'm just like, okay, sweatpants go away. Like it's fun mm-hmm. and comfy once in a while. But I feel like when you have this mindset that you're working on to mm-hmm. start accepting yourself dressing up does help i've experienced it and yeah i think so much yeah i think it's important too for those who work at home right there as the world has changed and especially Mm -hmm. through covid if they weren't working from home before people are working from home they're remote we have so many more remote working jobs and it's very easy to fall into the slump of rolling out of bed and wearing your bathrobe or your pajamas all day You don't have to get dressed every day, but it can be a matter of putting on that cute lounge set that Mm -hmm. you're wearing at home, right? Yeah, definitely. Washing your face, taking your shower, doing something with your hair, just to separate daytime work mode versus, you know, sleepy, relaxed time. And for my solopreneurs who work from home, you never know when you're going to get a call to meet a, well, you know, meet a client or meet a friend for lunch. And what do you do then? You're in your pajamas. Oh my gosh, I have to get ready. Versus if you're already ready for the day, no matter what comes your way, uh, you know, then you can go ahead and tackle that. And Mm -hmm. I think it's people, if you have not taken the time to put effort into your outfit, then you don't know what that difference, you don't know what you're missing. Exactly, because a lot of people, I feel like they probably will judge this conversation a little bit, right? Because it could go both ways. Like, I'm like, I totally get, I totally get it, but I totally see your point because I've experienced it. I probably, and I'll put myself in that position where before, when I started working from home, I was like, oh, my goal was never to dress up. I was always having to dress up when I went to corporate and so forth. And so that was my life. But then I realized after all these years, my energy was always like slump, you know, until Mm -hmm. my coach was like, all right, Denise, to switch this energy and feel confident and this and that, like you have to dress up. And And dressing up doesn't mean jeans, right? It doesn't mean that you have to wear jeans. I think people Mm -hmm. get scared of dressing up. Get yourself a great pair of leggings 
Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. A cute tunic or, you know, I, again, had my days that I dressed down, but I had these adorable hot pink leggings I got from Old Navy, you know, when they did their Black Friday Mm -hmm. sale, I love them. They're long enough for me. I have this cute little white Sherpa, you know, pullover hoodie. That is my dress down look for running errands. I'm not in, again, a hoodie and sweatpants necessarily, still dressed down. I'm still comfortable, but it's a little bit elevated. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's just making those, those small tweaks. And ironically enough, as we're having this conversation, it got me thinking, you know, in college, I wore a hoodie, sweatpants, and Uggs like every day. <laughs> I, yeah. That was the school. style back then. Yeah. <laughs> like in the early 2000s. Right, during, right. Yeah. I, I had two different personalities. It was like class camellia and going out camellia, right? Mm-hmm. So class was North Face or school hoodie, sweatpants, or Victoria's Secret yoga pants, right. and Uggs typically. And then there was going out camellia, which was like the glitzy glam, you know, dress, Mm -hmm. express, right? Cheetah print, whatever it was. (laughs) Yes. And that was a very confusing time in my life because again, I didn't have wardrobe building blocks. I bought what I liked for going out and I wore whatever Mm -hmm. during the day when I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Matter. One day I actually got dressed for class. I thought, oh, let me put a cute outfit on, you know, the one pair of jeans and regular nice sweater I had mm-hmm. and one of the boys in my class said I almost didn't recognize you oh, yeah because God. I just wore a hoodie every single day because right. I didn't understand I thought it didn't matter I thought I just want to be comfortable something changed between my junior year and my senior year well actually I know what it was I actually started taking care of myself I lost weight I was eating healthy I worked out I got ready for the volleyball season And I came back, I got dressed for class and a lot of people who typically did not pay attention to me as much, you know, during the day, like they were noticing that something in Camellia had changed and it can happen to anyone at any point. You just have to get to that point of saying yes to yourself and taking care of yourself. And I think, Mm -hmm. uh, I I say this all the time, It, it kind of goes a little bit of both ways. I think the way you represent yourself and the way you get dressed on the outside can help you on the inside. It can help boost your mood, Mm -hmm. but clothing is just a cover, right? That's not going to actually fix the scar underneath the the band. I was going to say, it's a great tool, tool to have. Exactly. Clothing is such a powerful tool. It is one of the most underrated, powerful tools out there, I think. But at the same time, you know, if you're doing the work on the inside, you want the outside to represent that. If you're mm-hmm. changing things on the inside, you you want to feel good. So when you open your closet doors, if you don't really have anything to wear that feels good, that can immediately plummet your mood for the day before you even leave the door, right? Before you even leave your house, you're in a bad mood because you don't have the right clothing. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of energy. Uh, but once you start to make that effort, it makes a difference. So I tell everyone to just challenge themselves for three days to put great outfits together with items they have in their closet or use this as an opportunity to treat yourself. I don't care. Just get dressed for three days, really challenge yourself and then see what happens after that. See if you go back to your old ways and how you feel or see if you really notice a difference in those three days and you, tr- you know, work to continue that. But most people can feel a difference and notice a difference with those three days. And it's kind of fun too. 
It is. It's a creative I mean, honestly, outlet. Yes. From my experience, it was an automatic difference. And I've noticed it before. And literally, what, actually going back to what you shared in college, that was literally my life. It's like college... I was just like, whatever, where whatever, get me through the day. And then yeah. my party night days, it was like a whole different transition. Yeah. Like there, there was no middle. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was, was like glam cam and I don't even know. <laughs> Daytime right. cam. Exactly. So and she I doesn't care about herself cam. That's really what it was. A 100%. I mean, I am 37 years old and I'm barely getting to that point where I'm just like, finally, I realize I have to take care of myself and that self care. And one of them is just feeling good about what you do wear, you know, and how you present yourself because it is trust me, do it one time you will see the difference even walking around your house because I work from home, even wearing my cute boots, I feel completely different. Like my family's like, well, where are you going? I was like, no, we're going to my dad's. <laughs> yeah, nowhere. During COVID, we went out for a drive one time and I took that opportunity to do my hair, do my makeup, put on a cute, it was a romper. Like it was right, right. Simple, but it was cute. And my husband said, where are we going? I said, we're just going for a drive. And he was like, well, damn, now I feel like I need to take you out somewhere. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, we can't. Yeah, <laughs> like, we can right? get food and go to the park. Yeah. Right. But I just use that as an opportunity getting out of the house. And we always joke at Style Finder during COVID. One of our clients said all the time, she said, yeah, I'm the best dressed lady at the grocery store. Yeah. Because she used it as an opportunity to get dressed. And again, people, people notice and why not take that opportunity to, you know, represent yourself in, in the best way. And like I said, I've experienced it myself. I've been there. I saw clothes as frivolous. Um, and I think a lot of people are hesitant to start this journey because they think it can be expensive. Mm -hmm. And it can be if you don't know the proper tools, which is another part of our education at Style Finder is we really educate women on capsule wardrobes. And yeah, that I love is, that. Yeah, I love that. So kind of share a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. So I'm a huge fan of capsule wardrobes. And this is how we get a lot of our clients started. A capsule wardrobe is where you have a minimal amount of items, but you can mix and match them to create a maximum amount of outfits. Someone has used this description and now this is kind of the running joke in our boutique. It's like granimals for adults. <laughs> <laughs> so with our capsule wardrobes, we typically start with like seven to nine pieces and not everything always mixes and matches, but a majority will. Mm -hmm. So those seven to nine pieces typically will get you somewhere between 12 to 15 outfits with just those few pieces. My favorite thing to do with our live shows is we do a variety of different live shows, right? New arrivals, how to dress for your body shape, different colors. The capsule wardrobe shows are always my favorite. Mm -hmm. I think my record so far is I've taken about 14 items and I created almost 80 different outfits. Wow. Yes. That cost per outfit came down to about $15 per outfit. That's so, amazing. 
there's two ways to go about creating a capsule wardrobe. One is you can go all in and get your pieces at once. That mm -hmm. is the more expensive route that typically is going to cost you somewhere, depending on where you shop and what you're getting. For us, it's an average of maybe, you know, 800 to $1,000, depending on how many pieces you're getting. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a really good start. And most of those pieces are wardrobe building blocks. So then you add in your own pieces to create even more outfits. Or you can just say, this is the type of capsule wardrobe I'd like to have. You find your style aesthetic, what colors you'd like to incorporate, and you set yourself a monthly budget, which is what I have for clothing is I have a monthly clothing budget and I add pieces in each month that fit my style aesthetic and that fit my colors. So I have a majority blue, black, white, I have pink, burgundy, and red. Those are some of my best colors. Um, so we focus on personal coloring. That is not my expertise, but that mm -hmm. is something that we practice. Um, so those are some of my best colors personally. It's not to say that I don't still have pieces in my closet that are olive green or burnt orange or mm -hmm. some of those other colors. But now that I've learned that they're not my best colors, I don't bring more of those items into my closet. They're phasing out and all these other pieces are phasing in. And I, I think about the items before I get them. And one of my favorite tips that I share with women, and this is how I shop now, is before you get an item, think about the items that you already have in your closet and ask yourself if you can create three unique outfits with that new mm -hmm. item. Mm -hmm. If the answer is yes, it's probably a good buy. If the answer is no, then you have to ask yourself a few other questions to know whether that is more of just an impulse buy or if it's a wardrobe building block. Sometimes that's where cost might come into play. If it's a $80 top versus a $30 top, you know, that can swing mm -hmm. your decision. But thinking before I get an item of the different outfits I can create has been very helpful because then when I get home and it's the morning, you know, I'm getting ready to leave and I see an item in my brain, I already have registered what other pieces can go with it. And having multiple options leads to less stress because again, I am someone who is not great with my laundry. I shouldn't admit that as a fashion <laughs> stylist, but not great with You're my laundry. You're not alone. You're not alone. Not a tidy person. So I have clothes all over the place. Is it in the laundry? Is it on the shelf waiting to be put away? Is it downstairs? Like where, where's Camellia's clothing, right? It's kind of like, where's Waldo in our house? Yeah. But Nine times out of 10, I have everything I need in my closet. And if it's not option number one, it's option number two. Sometimes it's option number three, but I still can get dressed super easily. I can find something that fits my mood for the day mm -hmm. and something that I'm going to feel good in and still probably get a lot of compliments on. Yeah. <laughs> so all, these, all these little things to relieve that stress. And the more often you wear your items too, that brings down your cost per wear. So you're not throwing away clothes in your closet, right? You're not throwing money away mm -hmm. by bringing in clothing that you're not going to wear. So sometimes it is better to buy the more expensive item. If you can wear it more often, it actually costs you less than the cheap item. That's so true. That is a hard lesson I had to learn. You know, when I was going through this, I remember my coach saying, if you go into your closet and you don't love one thing, that you see there, that's where you have to start changing. That is self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Not just thinking the price point, like I totally get it. I'm not saying spend all this money, like you said, but 
giving yourself a bigger shock is real that is part of your self-care right especially as women i feel like it is a struggle especially if you have a family you're always thinking of everybody else except yourself so this is something that i feel like it's such a great way to start and just kind of showing that love to everybody <laughs> yeah you know we shopping the sales is not a bad thing but what happens is when you shop sales specifically you often spend more money because you think you're getting a deal and mm -hmm. you're buying random items because they're sale items, they're one-off um, versus taking that time to, yeah, say yes to yourself and wait and maybe save for a particular item that you're going to wear. Mm -hmm. Our liquid leather jackets are investment items. They're $200 jackets, but let me tell you, our clients have them for seven plus years. Yeah, That sounds like a good investment versus a $40 trendy jacket that you'll maybe wear for one season. You it, It'll cost you a few dollars per wear. Versus the $200 jacket will cost you pennies by the time you are done wearing it. So it's just changing the way that you think. And it does not happen overnight. That is what I try to ingrain in everyone is it is a process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Caring about yourself, your self-love journey. It's a journey. You're going to have your great days. And you're going to have your bad days where you feel like I'm failing. I don't know what I'm doing. That is where I come in as your stylist to try to help you, you know, and help guide you and tell you that it's okay. I still have my own fashion frustrations and my own struggles as I'm going through this. And I have that added layer of I'm supposed to know what I'm doing, even though <laughs> I don't, right? We right, earlier, right. Put that pressure. Zero official training. I have zero official style training. You know, but I think that also speaks to just doing whatever the heck you want and, and just going for it and not waiting to get that certificate that says, yeah. you know what you're doing, because let me tell you, I've taken a social media course before and I probably knew more at the beginning than I did at the end. Right. Uh, I, I maybe learned like one new trick and I thought this 12 week social media course is going to make me an expert. No, the person who, you know, gave it, thought they were an expert. I, I knew just as much. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to wait to get started. You don't have to wait for someone else to say, oh, you have permission to now do whatever you want. Um, you just have to give that to yourself. I love that. Yes. Permission is everything. And I love that you said that. And you have to give yourself permission to take care of yourself and just go for it. So I love that. I want to leave that in that note. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could, we, you know, we could talk forever about fashion and, and style and it is what I love. And for me, it has just been amazing to see the transformation that it has made again, not only in myself, but in the women that I work with. And my favorite thing is when I do a one-on-one -on -one personal style session, it's a little bit harder virtually. I get the compliments right. after they receive their clothes and they send me photos, but when it's in real time and I'm working with a client in the boutique and I see them come out of the dressing room and something that they never would have thought to put on and they just see right. what I knew would happen, but they see it for themselves and just the smile is so big and the, the confidence and, you know, they just leave so happy. And I'd love to share a quick story with you if yeah, I can. Yeah, go for it. 
um, with one of my ladies. So she found me on TikTok and mm-hmm. came down to the boutique. She's actually from Maryland mm-hmm. and she came down to our boutique in Raleigh. She was here for work. She actually specifically kind of coordinated her work trip to come to Raleigh, to come to the boutique. That's so um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> she said I could go to Raleigh or another place, but I, I chose Raleigh because I wanted to come into the boutique. Mm-hmm. So we did an in-person style session with her and she had recently lost some weight. And so she was learning her new body. That's mm-hmm. another thing. When people lose weight or gain weight, they have a new body. And they mm-hmm. have to learn how to dress for it. So she didn't quite know her size. She was more petite. I spent, in total, it was almost two hours with her. She left with two bags full of clothing. And we had a great time. I, I filmed our session. I've used a lot of her clips on my social media pages. But it was after when she got home, she sent me a message. And she said that she felt very self-conscious walking into the boutique. She saw all these beautiful pieces of clothing. Mm -hmm. She didn't know if we'd have anything that would fit her. She felt like she didn't belong. I had no idea. And I can totally relate to that because I have felt that same way. You feel like you don't belong. Um, But she said, you know, when we, when I talked to her and, and helped her understand clothing, why certain things worked, why certain things didn't work. If something didn't work, finding another solution for her, not just saying, well, that doesn't work for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, just working with her, she just said that her confidence grew exponentially within the, the two hours. When she got home, she hung up all her clothes and she was just staring at her new wardrobe in her closet. She was yeah. so excited to wear and she was so excited to come back to Raleigh for her next style session and Mm -hmm. you know just getting those notes mean the world to me because I've been there I understand what it's like to not feel confident as I said I still struggle with confidence I still am jealous of the confidence that I see in other people the confidence I have is true but it's (laughs) I'm working on it as well I feel like you know it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I feel like that's all of us I feel like we we're yeah. confident in one moment and then the other moment is just like self-conscious like you mentioned like your client it's like walking into something new and different yeah i feel always kind of shakes up the confidence a little bit and feel like you don't belong right. you know even walking into a new restaurant that i've never been to before i'm like where's the bathroom how does this right work? and, and, and I- the more I, I speak with more women and just having this conversation, I realize that like not everyone is a hundred percent confident. All we're all faking it. The time we're all faking it. Yes, and it's just like <laughs> it's a little bit like reassuring that there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and those that have the most confidence, I mean, it's they're faking it too. They took a really long time to work on it and to get there. And I'm sure it's something that they still struggle with every single day. And I think that is what holds us back more than anything. But Mm -hmm. once you go for it, like I said, to me, I thought I'd never be able to work with a personal stylist. And now I'm the one stylist. (laughs) And I, and I see now that it, it doesn't matter. Everyone deserves to feel good and look good, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are in life, what season you're going through, what body shape you have. You can find things that make you feel good. It might come easier to some. It might be more of a struggle for some. But as long as you don't give up, mm-hmm. you'll find those pieces and you will find that happiness and you will find that confidence. And I think it just will propel that self-love journey further, faster. 
100%. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Camila. This was amazing. I loved our conversation. I hope you did too. Yes, all right. I overtook a lot of it. I, I'm, a, I'm a big talker. Oh, no, you're fine. You did a lot of my work. You answered questions. Oh, I and it was like, oh, perfect. I didn't think about that question. But yes, you made my recording session even easier. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here and just kind of sharing all your knowledge. Um, and I hope sometime we could do this again and just kind of go more deeper into other topics um, that I know I we it. could probably keep on talking oh, like so much more on this topic. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Just give me a call. Let me know and I'll be there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much. And we'll talk soon. Yes. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.